Recycling facility fire forces a shelter-in-place order in St. John. Man's eight-year prison conviction overturned thanks to the Good Samaritan Act. Hunger strike in a migrant jail in Quebec. Questions surround Canada's capacity to supply the munitions we've promised to Ukraine. Nigeria has catastrophic power outage and the Dominican Republic closes the border it shares with Haiti. Good morning. It's Friday, September 15th. I'm Nora and here are your headlines. First this morning, we start in St. John, New Brunswick. A massive fire broke out yesterday morning at the American Iron and Metal Recycling Facility. The fire was in, quote, a massive pile of shredded car parts, 10 meters high and measuring 300 meters by 300 meters, unquote, said local fire chief Kevin Clifford. An emergency shelter-in-place order was made yesterday morning for residents in the city's South End and Milledgeville, according to CTV's Natalie Lombard. There were concerns that the air quality was too poor for people to be outside. Schools had to close. The mayor of St. John, Donna Reardon, told CTV that she doesn't think it makes sense having such heavy industrial activities operating in such proximity to a residential zone. The main business of iron and metal is shredding cars, hydrocarbons loaded with toxins and chemicals, which is what caught fire, as Clifford said to CTV. Next, to a decision from the Saskatchewan Court of Appeal. Paul Eric Wilson was facing an eight-year jail sentence. He had been driving to the hospital with someone in his car who was overdosing. They called 911 for medical assistance to help the person, and when the police showed up, they searched his car, arrested Wilson and the two other passengers, including the one who was overdosing. When they searched Wilson's car, they found modified firearms, some drugs, and paraphernalia, which the police said were proof that Wilson was trafficking in drugs. The three were charged with trafficking and gun offenses, but no drug offenses. After the arrest, the three people were taken to jail cells. Well, a judge at the Court of Appeal disagreed with the charges and conviction and overturned them. Wilson went from facing an eight-year sentence to being free. The judge found that Wilson's charter rights against unreasonable search and seizure and the right to not be arbitrarily detained were both violated. CBC News's Schlock Talati quoted the judge saying this, quote, It should have been obvious to the officers that no lawful purpose would be served by Mr. Wilson's arrest, unquote. Key to this decision was the application or consideration of the Good Samaritan Act, a law that protects someone from being arrested when they're calling for help with a medical emergency. The idea is that the medical emergency is more important than the illegal activity that might be happening, and it is supposed to encourage people to call for medical help and not worry about some illegal things that might be around them at the moment. Talati quotes Pierre Hawkins from the John Howard Society, an intervener in this case, who said that this is one of the first times that the Good Samaritan Act was considered in the decision to overturn a conviction. The person in the car who was overdosing was saved by the paramedics who had showed up, demonstrating that the act indeed saved someone's life. Wilson calling 911 got the paramedics there and helped the person to make sure they didn't die. And then the police arrested them and stuck them in a cell. News now from Laval, where 30 detainees being held in prison by Canada Border Services Agency are on day seven of a hunger strike. They are protesting arbitrary and unjust reasons that have placed them into migrant prisons in the first place. Many of the migrants have been incarcerated for already four or five months. 
One of them, Frank, said that there's no good reason for why they're there and they don't even have a date for their release. Another one of them is Hugo Guzeli. He used to work at Ubisoft and he's waiting to hear if he will be deported. He's been incarcerated since the end of June because of a crime related to marijuana that he committed 18 years ago in Brazil. Guzeli requested permanent residency in Canada. He told Lisa Marie Gervais with Le Devoir this, I'd like them to offer me another option than detention. Anthony Yasufu is also detained. The Nigerian has no criminal record. He's been in detention for one month and he cannot see his children until he's expected to be deported, which is today. He told Le Devoir, we just want the agents to know we're human beings and we wanted to be treated as human beings. Gerardo Zuninga Ortega asked if he could be released to see the birth of his child happening any day now. He said this, the agent said that it isn't a good enough reason to let me leave. It's my first child and I won't be there. He's been detained also for a month. He was arrested for working because he's in Canada on a visitor visa. He's expected to be deported in the next few days. Now, if you want to take action, you can do the following things. You can first call the Laval Migrant Prison at 450-661-4267, and you can say that you support their cause and that their demands should be met. You can also call Dominic Leblanc, who's the Minister of Public Safety. His phone number is 613-992-1020, or you can email him at Dominic dot leblanc that's l-e-b-l-a-n-c at parl p-a-r-l dot g-c dot c-a now to canada's military and reporting from the ottawa citizens david pulezi how much do we really know about what military equipment canada is buying as part of its commitment to ukraine well it turns out not very much and canada doesn't seem to be producing much of the goods that it has committed it will produce A top bureaucrat with National Defense has said that Canada failed to deliver ammunition and related material that it had promised Ukraine. Instead, it, quote, dipped into existing stockpiles to provide Ukraine with much-needed ammunition or has dealt with U.S. and foreign firms to provide munitions. In some cases, it has gone through Canadian-based firms, but these companies then acquired the ammunition from foreign sources, unquote. That is from Pulezi's report. The information comes from a memo, and it was written in August 2022 by Deputy Minister Bill Matthews for then-Defense Minister Anita Anand. So rather than Canada producing the munitions itself, there have been many issues and problems around Canada contracting Canadian arms manufacturers to fulfill the commitments that Canada has made to Ukraine. The head of Canada's Defence Industries Lobby Group, Christina Sanfrini, said that they have been trying to convince the federal government to sign, quote, firm multi-year contracts for priority capabilities like munitions, unquote. But that hasn't happened. Without these contracts, it's difficult to impossible for a company to be able to hire and expand enough to meet the demands. U.S. companies, though, have been writing up contracts to have Canadian companies supply them with munitions like one $400 million contract that the U.S. military signed with IMT Defense in Ingersoll, Ontario, to produce and supply metal parts assemblies for 155mm artillery projectiles. Canada signed a contract with the same company for artillery projectiles as well, but our contract was only for $4.3 million. And it seems that National Defense was a little bit embarrassed by this information as well. In the August 2022 memo, Matthews suggested that maybe they needed non-disclosure agreements or something similar to stop journalists from hearing about these munitions issues. He suggested an NDA could, quote, protect sensitive information and discussions, unquote. 
But Pulezi points out that sometimes national defense was forced to admit it was buying munitions anyway, that an NDA probably wouldn't have much use because these things were announced by the United States. Like in 2022, when the U.S. announced that Canada was buying 20,000 artillery rounds for $98 million. Next to Nigeria, where that country is experiencing catastrophic power outages, BBC reports that the level of power that was generated fell to zero megawatts yesterday morning. The power cuts follow what electricity distribution companies have called a, quote, total system collapse, unquote. In 2022, the power grid in Nigeria collapsed at least four times due to technical problems. With less than half of Nigerians able to access regular power, most people rely on generators, inverters, or other sources of energy, reports the BBC. Nigeria is 11th in oil production worldwide and is the main oil producer on the African continent, making these power outages and the lack of access to consistent power even more frustrating. Oil accounts for 9% of Nigeria's GDP and the petroleum industry accounts for almost 90% of all export value. And finally, tensions are rising between Haiti and the Dominican Republic. The Dominican Republic has announced that it will close its border with Haiti entirely over a conflict over the construction of a canal on a shared river. The project will divert water from the Massacre River, a river that runs through both countries. In advance of the border closure, Haitians have been rushing to the border. There has been a steady flow of Haitians to the Dominican Republic as violence and instability in Haiti has displaced many people. The Dominican Republic will enforce the closure with military tanks and equipment and will continue to negotiate with Haiti's leadership over the construction conflict. Those are your headlines for Friday, September 15th. I'm Nora. It's Friday, folks. You made it through another week. And can you believe it? We're already halfway through September. I know, I know, I know. Don't think about how time flies. You're listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, Sandy and Nora Live is coming to Toronto on October 14th. You can get your tickets at thepointofsale.com. Just search Sandy and Nora Talk Politics. I hope to see you there. I hope you have a good weekend and I'll talk to you on the other side.